Dear noble shopkeeper, is 25 the magic number? That's right. For one night only, the Lotto birthday jackpot is £25 million. And it must be won this Saturday. Lotto, celebrating 25 years of the National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Rules and procedures apply. Players must be 16 or over. This podcast contains questionable language, questionable content, and questionable opinions. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Welcome to Podden History X, a podcast where we bring you interesting tales of little-known history with a side of sarcasm and ignorance. Mm. Lots of ignorance. Yeah. I am Tom. I am joined by only one of the co-hosts yep. of this show, uh, Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? What up, Austin? Not much. Um, Lexi is not with us today. No. She was not with us last time, I believe, as well. Could be wrong. Mm. Can't remember. No, no, she was with us last she time. She was last yeah. time. All right. Um, but so for today, it's just going to be you and I. And even though I just saw you take a drink, I'm a, <laughs> a little upset. Hey, there are no rules for this show. Um, we don't describe. We don't. We just drink. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, first order of business is actually today in history. Yes. Before we get started. Yeah. And I actually have one already preset. Perfect. So T- I don't have to do any today, work. Today, <laughs> Richard Nixon resigned. Ah. <gasps> oh, yes. Damn. Yeah. If only we could have added one more president to that list. <laughs> I know. Oh, wait. We're not supposed to do that on the show. <laughs> did the date? Uh, we didn't say which one. <laughs> nope. You're right. <laughs> You're right. The date was August 8th, obviously, because mm. that's when we're recording this. Yep. So it's actually not so obvious to the people who are listening. Yeah. Uh, 1974, Nixon resigns. Nixon resigns. Tricky Dick. <laughs> Tricky Dick is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, cool news, um, uh, General Lee offered resignation in uh, 1863. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Truman signs United Nations Charter. Okay. Uh, in 1945. Wow, there's a lot of on this day in history. Yeah. This is a big day. It was a big day. Um, let's see what else. We're just, uh, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So a couple of major events. Those are a few big things. I was going to say, those are huge things. Yeah. 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 Wrigley Field also installed their lights for the first time in their park's history for you baseball fans. And on a... Stupid ending note. It is also Dustin Hoffman's birthday. <laughs> no, that's not a stupid ending. Well, I mean, it's a lot less impactful than the other. Says who? Stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit that Nixon is Nixon resigned. Uh, it's also the Edge's birthday. From uh, you too, your favorite mm. band. Nice. Uh, Happy birthday, Edge. Not Hoffman. <sighs> <laughs> Just kidding. Other way around. Um, second order of business: drinks. Yeah. Austin cheated, but we are drinking rum. Yeah, and we usually don't do this, so I don't know what Tom's doing. <laughs> we don't? No. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, announce what we're drinking. I feel like we should. This one's so good, you probably should, yeah. Yeah, it's Captain Morgan's Cannon Blast. Um, yeah. And I'm amazed at how fucking good it is. Is it? Yeah. Let me try it. Oh, wow. Yeah, And right? we're drinking this straight. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of lemon in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is it's almost like a long island iced tea that's what it instantly reminded me yeah 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 yeah. oh i found a fucking good drink i might (laughs) this is oh no oh no it's funny before when you asked me if i wanted to drink this neater with ice i was thinking well i would usually drink rum with ice if i drink it um you know unmixed Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) i realized this uh, tastes like a mixed drink no but then i remember that we're on an audio podcast. Oh, <laughs> we tell yeah. We can make some oh, noise. fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> um, all right. Next order of business before we start this, we have some uh, pretty special news. Yeah. Um, we are joining Rhett Hall, who is uh, one of the founders of Brain Trust Bros, who have, they have uh, since created not just their podcasts, but they've actually created a hosting site. And yeah, they have a whole platform now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's pretty amazing. They went that route. Yeah. And that's what Rhett wanted to do from the very beginning. So that's oh, pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Um, and we are happy to announce that we are going to be joining, or Pod History X yeah. is going to be joining the uh, Brain Trust Bro Network. Yeah, so this podcast is now in the Brain Trust Bro family. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So we're looking Our forward to other that. other podcast is so toxic that nobody will touch nobody it. Nobody <laughs> will touch it, yep. Uh, but they are going to be very, they're very generous, and yeah. they're actually building a website for Dumb All Over. Yeah, they so, are. So um, that was very nice we have them, a very yeah. cool partnership with them. So yep. we'll get into more detail as the weeks go on, as, as yep. we finalize all that. But we will be moving to the Brain Trust Bros yeah. from wherever we are right now. Shout engine. Tom doesn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. And you're going to see a lot of cool stuff now. Merchandise. Yeah. And, yeah. He made a, Rhett already made t-shirts. We're going to yeah. do a t-shirt run. They're very fucking cool. They are cool. I hope we get one. <laughs> we might have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to buy it. You know, I, I always good. dreamed one day of having my own brand, and I never <laughs> thought I'd it. have to buy it. <laughs> I'll, but whatever, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll gladly care. buy yeah. one. They are very cool, and I want to support our own show, because that's yeah. what we should do. Of course. Right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, let us begin Yeah. this week's episode. Oh, but wait a second. Hmm. I'm not going to be telling the story. Ah, yes. So, Tom, I have a story to tell you. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, boy. So, let me first ask you. Okay. Have you ever heard of Charles G. Dawes? Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. What kind of question is that? Charles G. Dawes. G. Dawes. Yes, not G. Gordon Liddy. (laughs) (laughs) That I've heard. Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, I have not, Austin. I can honestly say I haven't. So, that makes me think that you haven't studied your uh, vice presidents very well. <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. Charles G. Dawes was mm-hmm. the 30th vice president of the United States. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to put a time. I'm trying to put a... Um, let me see if I could guess. Okay, go ahead. Then I'll tell you what years. Uh, Polk. Polk. James K. Polk? No. No? Mm. My two... Early- I'll give you the years and see if you can okay. fix it. 1925 to 1929. Oh, my God. Um, Don't feel bad. I wouldn't know either. I have all the answers in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. I will guess uh, Harding. Mm, Right letter. It was Herbert Hoover. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he was the vice president for Herbert Hoover. Okay. Um, He served in the First World War. He was the comptroller of the currency. He was the first director of the Bureau of the Budget. Okay. And later in life, he was the ambassador to the United Kingdom. Sounds pretty good so far. He won a Nobel Prize 
Um, I don't think he was alone in winning it, but he shared a Nobel Prize okay. That's fine. for the Dawes Plan, which seems like if it's named after him, he should have won. <laughs> but, <whatever. laughs> yeah. but anyway, for the World War I reparations. But that's not what makes him the most interesting vice president really? in history. Yeah, Because so far, it actually sounds like a very successful human being. He is. Okay. He's also the only vice president in history to have written a number one pop song. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes, but I'll get to that part later. So let's start with his early life. Okay. Dawes was born in Marietta, Ohio, Washington County. Okay. He was the son of uh, Civil War General Rufus Dawes and his wife, Rufus. Mary Berman Gates. Don't know why we needed the entire name. <laughs> She's important. You know oh, that's yeah. what happens. And this whole thing I'm citing from Wikipedia because I didn't feel like doing any more research. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so far, Wiki has actually been very accurate in the stories that yeah, we've yeah, used. Yeah. So. so Rufus Dawes commanded the 6th Wisconsin Regiment of the Iron Brigade. Wait, but... Oh, okay. So he was from... Okay, that was his father. This is his father. Okay. Yeah. I haven't gotten to him yet. Um, Of the, uh, the Iron Brigade, yeah, from 1863 to 1864 during okay. the American Civil War. And then he had some brothers, blah, 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 kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, he was the great, great grandson of Revolutionary War figure William Dawes. So this whole family has had a, played a big role. In American history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, He graduated from Marietta College in 1884 and from the Cincinnati Law School in 1886. I almost said 86, assuming that the people would put the 18 in front of it, but then I thought, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) And apparently he was in the Delta Epsilon fret. I don't know what that means. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for sharing. <laughs> so he um, it, he was admitted to the bar in Nebraska and practiced law in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, in that sounds like a horrible, horrible place. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That was from uh, 1887 to 1894. That's a long time. Yeah. When Lieutenant John Pershing, the future Army General, was appointed as military instructor at the University of Nebraska, while attending his law school, he and Dawes met and formed a lifelong friendship, which I imagine is how he ended up um, fighting in the Civil War. Okay. All right. Here's the interesting part. So his interest in music. Dawes was a self-taught pianist and composer. His composition, Melody in A Major, became a well-known piano piece and violin song in 1912. Marie Edwards made a popular arrangement of the work in 1921, hmm. and it was arranged for a small orchestra by Adolf G. Hoffman. Okay. Which, I don't know, that's a scary name. <laughs> <laughs> that is. What was his name? Adolf G. Hoffman? Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll have to do one about him, too. <laughs> find out about him so melody in a major okay which is the work he's most known for was played at many official functions which dawes attended now we're gonna get back to the rest of it later okay about how it became a hit pop song okay because right now it's just a popular piece yeah i'm assuming circle. i'm assuming classical music or no <laughs> it becomes a pop song <laughs> in the 60s <laughs> the 1960s okay. yes okay yeah but we'll get there. Okay. So, <laughs> I know. Crazy, right? That is a little yeah. crazy. Okay. All right. 
So Dawes has uh, many prominent position in business, and it caught the attention of Republican Party leaders. I'm shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah. Um, they asked Dawes to manage the Illinois portion of William McKinley's bid for the presidency of the United States in 1896. Okay. Following McKinley's election, Dawes was rewarded for his efforts by being named Comptroller of the Currency. <laughs> An old-timey job, which I don't know what that is. I was going to say, I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what that is. I wonder if that's still around. I don't think yeah. so. Well, or maybe now it's the um, Secretary of the Department of Treasury. It could also... Oh, okay. Is that what it says? I was going to say... Cause well, it, could, it says it's the Comptroller of the Currency of the United States Department of the Treasury. Okay. I was going to say, maybe it's like the Sheriff of Nottingham, yeah. where that's actually still a position, but back in the Middle Ages and Renaissance, it was actually an important position. Now it's just like a, a title. Ah. You don't actually get anything for it. You used to be able to kill people back then. Oh. You were in charge of like executions. <laughs> yeah. Now you're not. No. Now you're just like the sheriff of Nottingham. Good well, job. We'll see. Give Trump some time. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. We're not supposed no. to say that. Bad right, Austin. Okay. <laughs> Nasty man. Sorry. <laughs> so he served as the comptroller of the currency. God. That's what I'm going to call my next <laughs> cover band. No. <laughs> it's infiltrated politics. Everything. Yes. Oh. Hashtag comptroller of the currency. All right. Does Joel listen to this one? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so he served in that position from 1898 to 1901, where he collected more than $25 million from banks that had failed during the Great Panic of 1893. Okay. Uh, I could tell you what that is, but I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's a problem when you have the teller of the story not being a history buff. Right. Uh, to be to be honest, I'm a history buff, and you I have no idea what that, what that is, that is okay. so don't feel bad. Um, upon the death of his father in 1899, Dawes became a first-class companion of the Military Order of the Loyal Legion of the United States. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that sounds very cult-like. Yeah. yeah, it does. Like Illuminati before the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, in October 1901, Dawes left the Department of the Treasury in order to pursue... A U.S. Senate seat from Illinois. He thought that, with the help of the McKinley administration, he could win it. McKinley was assassinated, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that put Just a poo-poo there, on that plan. There yeah. goes that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, his successor, President Theodore Roosevelt, okay. preferred Dawes' opponent. Uh, that's sad for you. Yeah, it does yeah. sound sad. Uh, in 1902, following his unsuccessful attempt at a legislative office, Dawes declared that he was done with politics. Mm. And he organized the Central Trust Company of Illinois, where he served as its president until 1921. Okay. Um, on a sadder note, on September 5th, 1912, Dawes' 21-year-old son Rufus drowned in um, Geneva Lake. Oh, shit. Yeah, while on summer break from Princeton. Oh, man. In his memory, Dawes created homeless shelters in both Chicago and Boston. Wait, what? In his memory, yeah. Dawes created homeless shelters in both Chicago and Boston. Oh. Shouldn't you have? I don't know what that one thing has to do with the other. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah that's my confusion. I'm like, wait, why should? Maybe you should have like invested in like like life jackets. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen. I'm not making a joke. I mean, serious. Twelve life jackets. Okay, Tom. I made out of fucking feathers and shit. I don't know. They would have trial and error. Well, what year did the Titanic sink? Nineteen. Yeah, and they had life jackets, so I guess you could have. Yeah. So what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know old timey things. <laughs> <laughs> This is the black and white era. Yeah. Okay. I imagine there was no color. <laughs> In life. <laughs> life yeah. was black and white. No. Yeah. Definitely white. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Bad hey, That's not 
That's not political. That's no, just true. not not at all. Anyway, <laughs> so this is really good. Rum, oh, I know way. it's fucking great. Like, I, yeah. I want to have another one, yeah. but I remember I have to drive home. Yeah. Um. So he was also a participant in World War One or WW One. Okay. Yeah. Th- thanks, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. So he helped support the first Anglo-French loan. Thought support was important because the uh, House of Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> we even talking about right, i don't think these are real things i think wikipedia <laughs> is just like he'll read anything we write <laughs> next it's gonna say zuflon the dragon yeah flew but down. anyway it was important because the house of morgan needed public support from a non-morgan banker what oh, those things oh, mean morgan yeah like like chase morgan i don't know oh that's probably what that is said the house of morgan yeah but that's probably what it was okay I don't know. I'm guessing. The Morgan banker, Thomas Lamont, said that Dawes' support would make a position for him in the banking world such as he otherwise could never hope to make. Okay. Yes. A roundabout and oddly worded statement that only somebody in the (laughs) early 1900s could have made. (laughs) They did have an interesting way of speaking back then. They did, yeah. So... um, The problem is the loans were seen as possibly violating neutrality, and Wilson was uh, still <laughs> resisting permitting loans. Nice. Mm. Nice. But- Hey, it's good to know there's always yeah. been corruption in the Republican yeah, Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. But at this time, I don't think he was part of the Republican Party, because oh. he'd given up on politics. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So during the First World War, Dawes was a commission major, lieutenant colonel, and colonel of the 17th Engineers. Okay. See, these are just all made up things. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The seventeenth. Yeah. There's a sixteen before that. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) All making stuff. Wait, but wasn't he from Ohio? (laughs) Why does that matter? His dad was from Wisconsin. He was born in Ohio, but served for Illinois. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, that's the weird thing about the story. (laughs) So far. (laughs) Okay. It's like John Ossoff. It's not that he was involved in all these things that sound made up. <laughs> the House of Morgan. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sounds like a book. The House of Morgan? <laughs> yeah. Is it's that like, like the new uh, South Park brothers or people? Trey? No, I was thinking it was more like, like the new um, Game of Thrones. Like, the House of Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's all in the inflection. <laughs> okay. Proceed. Uh, in October 1918, that's a fun number, uh, he was promoted to Brigadier General <laughs> rather f- than General Brigadier. <laughs> that's a fun number? <laughs> 1819. Okay. Because uh, it is, because it's like reverse succession. Yeah, yeah, okay. From August 1917 to August 1919, oh, another fun number. <laughs> Doss served in France during World War One as chairman of the General Purchasing Board for the American Expedition. <laughs> oh, my God. These are not things. The AEF. That's totally fake. Yes. That can't be a real thing. It's the American Expeditionary Forces. Again. Expedient. <laughs> That's not a real thing. It's just a lie. It's the AF. AEF. As a member representing the AF or AEF on the military board of Allied Supply <laughs> and after the war as a member of the Liquidation Commission of the United States War Department. See, these aren't real. Th- I don't, I'm not convinced he's these done anything. These do sound oddly fake. I'm yeah. not going to lie. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Liquidation of what? Then he founded the uh, 
the foundation of bullshitter. I don't know. Keep going. I <laughs> yeah. want to. I want to hear right. more agencies that were around back then. <laughs> so he was decorated with the Distinguished Service Medal. Okay, and that's the a French called de Gaulle. Had to pronounce it like that. That's how it's pronounced. De Gaulle. De Gaulle. Croix de Gaulle. De Gaulle. Or in French, Croix de Guerre. <laughs> Because we don't know how to say French things. I, I thought you were just going to say no. croissant. No. Yeah. The French. <laughs> the French Cro- croissant. Croissant <laughs> de escargot. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Why would you ruin a perfectly good croissant? <laughs> with, with snails. Okay, go ahead. There's probably some French guy like, Why would you ruin a perfectly good snail? <laughs> Ooh, that was good. Yeah, see? I can do this. Go on. I'm getting right. I'm getting a little tipsy here. He returned to the United States on board the SS Leviathan, my next cover band, <laughs> in August 1919. <laughs> Come on. That's a really cool one. SS, SS Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. In February 1921, the U.S. Senate held hearings on war expenditures. During heated testimony, Dawes burst out, Helen Maria, we weren't trying to keep a set of books over there. We were trying to win a war. <laughs> I imagine that's how he would have said it. Probably. He was later known as Helen Maria Dawes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, although he always insisted the expression was Helen Maria. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was Hell and Maria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Dawes resigned from the Army in 1919 and became a member of the American Legion. Ah, a real thing. That's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. When the Bureau of the Budget, fake thing, <laughs> was created, of the budget. he was appointed in 1921 by President Warren G. Harding. Also fake president. Yeah. It's obviously Warren G. Hardon. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's like the, the 1970s porn movie. It's called Warren G. Hardon. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he was the president of the Bureau of the Budget. Or the director. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He was also uh, Hoover appointed him to the Allied Reparations Commissions in 1923. Now I'm all giggly and I hear the word Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> I freak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for his work on the Dawes Plan, a program to enable Germany to restore and stabilize its economy, Dawes shared the Nobel Peace Prize in 1925. Oh. Oh, okay. But the negotiations on reparations broke down. Dawes' uh-huh. plan was replaced with the Young Plan. <laughs> really? Which reduced the total amount of reparations and called for the removal of occupying forces. Wait, so he won the Nobel Peace or no- Nobel Prize for a plan that didn't even work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the 1924 Republican National Convention, not a real thing, uh, pres- <laughs> <laughs> President Calvin Coolidge was quickly selected, almost without opposition, to be the Republican presidential nominee. Good choice there. Yeah. <laughs> the vice presidential nominee was more contested. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Illinois Governor Frank Loden, lost because of his name, <laughs> uh, was nominated but declined. Oh, see, he didn't even let them trash his name. Uh, Coolidge next cho- Coolidge's next choice was Idaho Senator William Bora, but he also declined the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Why are these people declining? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Vice President of the United States of America, and you're declining? Calvin yeah. Coolidge must have been an amazing person. Maybe. I don't know. Holy shit. That's weird, isn't I it? I don't know. Ask, that that ask, seems uh, weird. John Kasich. Why would I ask John Casey? He also declined to be the running mate. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have preferred to have him. 
Yeah, you and half of the world. All right. Don't worry, Austin. I'm oh, so after. Oh yeah. After William Bora. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. The Republican National Chairman William Butler pledged to nominate then Commerce Secretary Herbert Hoover. Okay. But he was not sufficiently popular. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hoover wasn't? Nope. Eventually, the delegates chose Dawes, <laughs> where we get to our main uh, story. So, wait. To be the so vice was, presidential nominee. He was like fourth in line there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. You know good things are coming. Oh, yeah. Coolidge quickly accepted the delegates' choice and felt that Dawes would be loyal to him and make a strong addition to his campaign. Mm-hmm. My, com- my confusion about so far is that like he, he said he's done with politics, right? He gets the position. They're like, "Oh, we want you to be vice president." Okay. Yeah. What? Well, you're not done, Tom. Okay. okay. When you get asked to do you're, stuff, you're right. Yeah, that's right. You're only done when you can't win. <laughs> Just like retirement. You yeah. retire, but then you get a job. And now, holding office and being retired are oddly similar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Dawes was elected the vice president of the United States on November fourth, nineteen twenty-four. Okay. Happier times. Um, no. <laughs> This is the times we're reverting to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with more popular votes than the candidates from the Democratic and Progressive Parties combined. There's a Progressive Party. Wow. Interesting. Back back in the day? Yeah. The inauguration was held on March 4th, 1925. March. Okay. That's a late inauguration, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very late, yes. Yes. It's at least, uh, it's over two months yeah. late. That's weird. Okay, go ahead. On March 10th, the president's nomination of Charles B. Warren to be the United States Attorney General, a ah, thing I recognize, was being debated in the wake of the Teapot Dome scandal. <laughs> teapot? <laughs> yes. All right, that's the one. All debate is over. Cover band. Hashtag Teapot, teapot dome, dome Scandal. Teapot Dome Scandal? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Well, I feel like we're going to have to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that might be. Okay, go ahead. Um, And other scandals. Well, what other scandal would matter? (laughs) Have the Teapot Dome Scandal. Teapot Dome Scandal, yeah. All right. So Democrats and progressive Republicans objected to the nomination because of Warren's close association with the Sugar Trust. (laughs) (laughs) That's not real either. I love old politics. What is that? They have nonsense words. What the fuck is a Sugar Trust? I don't know. If maybe you they... tell me a trust of sugar, I'm done with you. They're the ones who fund the candy land. <laughs> <laughs> so at midday, six speakers are scheduled to address Warren's nomination. No. <laughs> Desiring to take a break for a nap, Doss consulted the majority of minority leaders who assured him that no vote would be taken that afternoon. After Dawes left the Senate, however, all but one of the scheduled speakers decided against making formal remarks, and a vote was taken. When it became apparent that the vote would be tied, Republican leaders hastily called Dawes at the Willard Hotel, and he immediately left. While waiting for Dawes to arrive, the only Democratic senator who had voted for Warren switched his vote. The nomination had failed by a single vote, resulting in the first such rejection of a president's nominee in nearly 60 years. Holy shit. So... Our guy took a nap on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the The incident was chronicled in a derisive poem based on the Longfellow poem, Paul Revere's Ride. It began with the line, come gather around children and hold your applause for the afternoon ride of Charlie Dawes. <laughs> the choice of poem was based on Charles Dawes being descended from William Dawes, who wrote with Paul Revere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fake. Um, That's like early fake news. Yeah. That was... 
I have to say the the person who parodied the poem. You have to know a lot of context to find that funny. <laughs> Never a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have to do research to yeah, find it funny. Yeah. So anyway, later in life, uh, Dawes resumed a role in the banking business, serving for nearly two decades as chairman of the board of the City National Bank and Trust Co. Oh, my God. And yeah. These titles back <clears throat> then were ridiculous. Um, so he served there from 1932 until his death on April 23rd, 1951, from coronary thrombosis. Okay. And he now <clears throat> is buried at Rose Hill Cemetery in Chicago. Okay. So all of that. Yeah. And now we're going to get to the interesting part. <laughs> okay. I'm a little concerned at this point. Yes. Because that's been pretty interesting so far. So in 1951, Carl Sigmund added lyrics to the melody in A major, which Dawes wrote, transforming the song into It's All in the Game. Tommy Edwards' recording of It's All in the Game was a number one hit on the American Billboard's record chart for six weeks in the fall of 1958. Really? Yep. Edwards' version of the song also hit number one on the United Kingdom chart that year. Since then, it has become a pop standard. What? It has been recorded by artists including Cliff Richard, The Four Tops, Who? Isaac Hayes. Who? I know him. Jackie DeShannon, Van Morrison, I know him. Nat King Cole, Who? Elton John, yeah. Donnie and Marie Osmond, Barry Manilow, and somebody named Keith Jarrett. <laughs> Who? I don't know. <laughs> really? What's don't, the song called, Austin? It is called It's All in the Game. All in the Game. It's yeah. All in the Game. Dawes is the only vice president to be credited with a number one pop hit. And <laughs> yes, yes. And Dawes and Sonny Bono are the only people credited with a number one pop hit who are also members of the United States House of Representatives. Sonny Bono? Or in the Senate, yeah. He was a senator? Mm hmm. I, I think he was in the House. I'm not really sure to be he honest. He was a representative? <clears throat> yeah. I did not know that. And Dawes and Bob Dylan are the only persons credited with a number one pop hit to have also won a Nobel Prize. What the yeah. fuck? So that thus concludes the odd and potentially fake positions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The odd life of Charles Gates Dawes. Charles Gates Dawes. I Born wonder, August 27th, 1865. Does he have any relations to uh, Bill Gates Dawes? <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, we find out Bill Gates' real name is Bill Gates Dawes. Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's related to a lot of other people who seem to be influential, so who knows? Didn't say it, though. Wow. It's not like Wikipedia leaves something important out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yes. So, there you go, Tom. That's um bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> a little more interesting than, like, Joe Biden. A little bit. Not yeah. as interesting as Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, right in the middle. Yeah. Wow. For an, uh, you know, like, all right, maybe it's just because of our time, mm. but, you know, famous vice presidents, Joe Biden stands yeah. out, Dick Cheney stands out, Al Gore would have stood out. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, so, st he stood out a little so bit. So you're just going to list the presidents that in my the vice presidents that we've been alive for? Yeah, okay. so, I, and, and I'm thinking maybe that's just the reason why they stand out to me, but, <laughs> but, you think, you think that's why? <laughs> But um, none of their stories, maybe Dick Cheney's, is the only one that could uh, beat this one. Yeah, how a man has survived five heart attacks is an interesting story. Well, then he shot a person, most yeah. likely led a presidency, yeah. started a war. It made a lot of money. Made a lot of money in yeah. that war. Yeah. Alan Burton. 
So wait, yeah. what? We're not talking about Dick Cheney. No. Uh, but yeah, what's his name again? Read his name out one more time. Charles Gates Dawes. Charles Gates Dawes. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. So there you go. He was the head of or a member of many made up organizations. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. And he wrote a number one pop hit. Oh my god, that's so. And weird. he shares a distinction of having a number one pop hit and a Nobel Prize with Bob Dylan. So can like Paul be Mc- funny if they had the same one. He shared it together. <laughs> that would actually be funny. So now my hope is that like Paul McCartney becomes an American citizen and becomes our next vice president. I didn't think you could be vice president if you weren't born here. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he was born yeah. here, though. Yeah. It's conspiracy theory. All right. He was actually born here. Well, Paul McCartney is actually dead, and his, his, True. his double was born here. Right. Yeah. Whatever his name is, I can't remember. Austin. Thank you for that story. Yeah, see? That's pretty I good. I can do this shit, too. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear other stories that we've shared in the past, um, now you have to go to um, a different place. <laughs> no, you'll still have to go to our feed. On, yeah. Like, if you get it from iTunes or Stitcher, yeah. it'll be the same feed. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We put it on iTunes, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can get it on iTunes. Yeah. Um, but- and that won't change, because- the iTunes feed will stay the same, just the host will change. So that oh, won't fuck with anything okay. there. Yeah. Yep. Definitely check out Brain Trust Bros, though. Oh, yeah. Because they're our new hosting site for this yep. one, for this uh, particular podcast, the fourth that we do in total. <laughs> and we're hoping we're going to get more projects with them. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually were working on something. We'll announce later. We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and I may be working on something with Rhett. Oh, that's exciting. Which I will keep quiet. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not sure what's going on with that. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, uh, you can check... What's our what's our Twitter? Because I don't run this Twitter. It's at uh, Pod and History X. Just like that? Yep. Okay. So uh, you can check us out at Pod and History X on Twitter. Uh, like us there. Follow us there. Mm-hmm. Um, the person in charge of that is Lexi, yeah. Austin's sister. Although um, I've been posting most of the stuff lately. Austin is in charge <laughs> yeah. of that social media. I am not in charge of that social media. I mm. do not. I do not want to be part of that social media. Mm. I have, you I'm have tr- enough stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to get uh, Dumb All Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of Dumb All Over. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. You can uh, check us out, our main show, at uh, Dumb All Over Pod at Twitter. Yeah. Check us out. Yeah. And keep an eye out, because I think Pod and History will have a Patreon up. Yeah? Within... Probably a month. You know. Okay. It'll be, I think it'll be simpler than our dumb all over one. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just have two tiers, but yeah, it's fine with me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So hey, that's it. Uh, tune in next week for a new episode of Pod History X, where we are actually going to be doing a fan suggested uh, topic. Yeah. So if you are a listener of dumb all over, you all know the handle Wartrat89. They should. Yeah. Um, who's also a dumb all over patron. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. So he suggested we do the great moon hoax of 1839, which is really interesting. Yes. I never heard about this. So that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. All right. Are you going to be leading the story? Oh no. I think this was my one and only time to Okay. So I'll be leading the story. I got to look into it. Yep. So, uh, look forward, looking forward to that. I really, I am. Hopefully you guys. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. With that, uh, we'll see you. Next, next week, week. <laughs> that was creepy that was a let's creepy. not ever do that again <laughs> alright see you guys bye
Dear noble shopkeeper, is 25 the magic number? That's right. For one night only, the Lotto birthday jackpot is £25 million. And it must be won this Saturday. Lotto, celebrating 25 years of the National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Rules and procedures apply. Players must be 16 or over. Dear noble shopkeeper, is 25 the magic number? That's right. For one night only, the Lotto birthday jackpot is £25 million. And it must be won this Saturday. Lotto, celebrating 25 years of the National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Rules and procedures apply. Players must be 16 or over.